Well, howdy ho, folks. Welcome back to 10 Minutes Together. Yeehaw. I thought I'd jazz up the intro for you since I came back this week from Nashville, Tennessee, country music mecca. I uh, didn't didn't quit on you too early. I know this is an everyday podcast, but I took a, a few days to go out of town with my family, and uh, we went down to Nashville to see the Marshall Tucker Band at the Ryman. And uh, if you haven't been to the Ryman, it it is one time at one time it was called the Union Gospel Taber- Tabernacle. It was built, I believe, in the late eighteen hundreds, right in downtown Nashville. And uh, from that. At once it was the church, it then transitioned into the the original Grand Ole Opry, and which is world famous for uh, featuring great American country music and Americana music, American country and gospel. And uh, so many people have been hosted there now. I mean, there's concerts there now all the time. It's now exclusively a music venue. Um, though, uh, the Opry has its own separate locations, it still hosts classic and, um, world renowned artists all the time. And it's amazing because the inside of the Ryman is still outfitted with the same pews and stained glass windows as when it was built, uh, at for being a church. And so... Very religious uh, symbolism uh, is still all over the building. And uh, we went to see the Marshall Tucker Band. We saw three bands. We saw the Atlanta Rhythm Section, which was uh, dubbed the more radio-friendly Leonard Skinner of the 70s. They were very good. Then we listened to Dave Mason and the Dave Mason Band. And Dave Mason was inducted into the, to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He also at one time played in Steve Winwood's band. Uh, he was phenomenal. And then we saw the Marshall Tucker Band, which was also just, it was a great concert. It was not a concert like I expected uh, it to be. Um, you know, these bands that may have once been electrifying and energetic are now comprised of men in their 70s. I mean, we're talking about musicians who got their start in the late 60s and and rose to fame in the 70s, which is now more than 50 years ago. So it was less of a rock show and more of a sort of live music memoir from all three bands. And uh, some people there were not that into it. They didn't like all the talking that went on. They didn't like all the stories that were said. They thought uh, they thought uh, they were a little washed up. But I did not think that. I actually really enjoyed myself. It seemed very endearing to me for these bands to come out on the road this late in their career, especially the Marshall Tucker band, who um, I think only has two original members even still associated with the group, which is kind of what I want to talk about today. Um, but I'll get to that in just a moment. 
the the these guys are these guys are nearing the end of their life. They are aware that they're nearing the end of their life, and they're still managing to find a way. Sorry, my headphones just fell off of my head. They're still managing to find a way to get up and do what it is that their life's work has been dedicated to, and that is creating and performing music. Now, um, music's an interesting thing, and because I think it makes a good analogy for what it is that I want to mention today about art and communicating, and what what an interesting intellectual exercise it can be to, to really think about the kind of mystical thing that happens when you see something beautiful or ex I guess a better word is to, to experience something that we would call art. Uh, communication is something that we often do not think about art doing. Um, but it's, it is exactly what's happening. When you see, I remember being in uh, the Dallas Museum of Art with a professor at Criswell College, and uh, we were walking through some different exhibits, and I wish I could remember the the piece that we were looking at, but it was it was an enormous painting. I want to say it was probably ten or twelve feet long by five or six feet wide. It was very large painting, and it was of a it was of a seascape. It was a maritime painting and all of the colors that were used to show it was a stormy wind-driven uh sea uh with a dark sky and a boat that had been that it was being tossed about but every color that was used in the painting was somehow derived from this greenish blue color that the artists use. So the dark skies, the dark waters, the, the white in the waves, um, the hue and the changes of the tone of the color throughout the water, the clouds in the sky, they all were different shades, but they were derived from a very beautiful sort of blue green base color. And it was gorgeous. It, it was a very captivating image. But this image is communicating things from itself. And um, that's kind of a strange concept. But communication between, say, a beautiful painting or, say, a beautiful piece of music and the person experiencing that painting or that music happens at the moment that hearer experiences what it is that the, the music or the painting is communicating. Uh, the emotion that is elicited, um, the details that are unspoken but are revealed through this creation, right? This this piece. The Pieta is a good example of this. It's a Michelangelo carved uh, from I think marble, uh, but it's a it's a piece of Mary. It's Mary holding the child Jesus, and it's carved from a single piece of marble. And it is um, an incredible one of the most beautiful and well preserved works of art that we still have access to. 
Uh, some art is highly culturally dependent. Uh, much of abstract art of our modern day, I think, can be um, can be in this kind of category that it's very culturally dependent. I think there's there's a lot of abstract characteristics to art that can be um, have their own kind of beauty and appeal. But the thing about abstract art, or more specifically, art that has a very highly culturally dependent communicative action can be completely missed if it's experienced by someone who is unfamiliar with what makes that particular abstraction relevant. So like imagine an abstract painting, right? Some people don't get this at all. Uh, and I heard a, a Orthodox priest say, bring up when he was talking about beauty, he said, abstract art is interesting because it can be beautiful, but you can also have a piece of abstract art in a museum with people standing around it, looking at it, wondering if this is art. And this is sort of an interesting phenomenon of modern art, This that, that we could have a piece of art, I suppose, on a wall, and the people who experience it are in the moment unsure if what they're looking at is actually art. Um, however, Michelangelo's Pieta will be communicating its beauty for as long as eyes can look at it. Mozart or Beethoven or Johann Sebastian Bach, these people who wrote symphonies and cantatas and Chopin who wrote some of the most beautiful piano pieces ever. Um, as long as there is someone to play their music, uh, it will be communicating beauty. Whereas an abstract painting, if lost for a long time, for enough time, when it's rediscovered, it will be thought of to to be it could be thought of it's being maybe done by a child like meaninglessly throwing paint around um and i think this is an interesting this is an interesting thought because as i was listening to the marshall tucker band it kind of dawned on me that at first at first i should say i was a little bummed to hear that there were only two original members still in the band. The, the rest had died or gone off to do other. I think the rest had died, actually, honestly. I think they were all dead. And I thought, oh, that's a bummer, man. This is getting not, not really the Marshall Tucker band. But as I was listening to the show and I'm hearing the stories from the guy and I'm, it's kind of just dawning on me that like the music, the music that the Marshall Tucker band created kind of in its own way is the Marshall Tucker band. It's the music, not the players. Um, and then that made me think about religion, Christianity, and some of the prayers that we have, some of the, and the scriptures that we have. And, in a conversation with um, 
a friend of mine who, uh, which was about authorship of the of the Bible and um, trying to get down to who wrote what and what's reliable and this and that. And I think there's something to be said about trying to get as close as we can to when these things were written and individual stories were written. I think that's a worthwhile endeavor, I suppose. But at the end of the day, the, they kind of take on, it kind of is its own thing. The scriptures, in other words, finding out who actually wrote the book of Joshua or who actually wrote, um, the book of Hebrews at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because the scriptures themselves have kind of taken their own shape. They have, they are, they are what they are in so far as they're connected to the thing next to them. And as far as Christian living goes, it is the thing that we come to uh, to reveal to us these ancient stories of people encountering God. It, it, it's just what it is. And so this is why we can have so many different preachers, and, it, and it, this is why it might be a special moment to hear, say, Matthew himself read from the Gospel of Matthew, if Matthew, in fact, did write Matthew. Or it might be interesting to hear the Gospel of John be read by John the Apostle himself, if it was, in fact, John who wrote that. But much like the Marshall Tucker Band doesn't need the original authors, that the music has made itself alive, the Scriptures are the same way, and this is why we can have people from all over the world and all over the history preach from these books and believe that we can somehow communicate the meaning that has been intended by the ones who first wrote them down. Because art has a beauty that it is wanting to communicate. Just like the Pieta there's a message that can't be missed. Even when culture has changed so dramatically that the abstractness of art created in one culture can be completely missed in another, the beauty of the Pieta will never be lost so long as we can look at her. <laughs>